Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another Steelers injury report update. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you. And wherever you're listening to us in your audio podcast, whether that's Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, iTunes, uh, Pandora, make sure you follow us so that you don't miss any of this content, whether it's a Mike Tomlin recap, the injury reports leading up to game day, which also have fantasy football implications tied to it. All of our PM live YouTube shows, which go over to the audio platform the following day at 12 o'clock, like the Steelers preview, which ran today, Friday at 12 p.m. And then also all our morning shows, my Let's Ride in the morning, the Steelers Stat Geek, the live mic. We have you covered, but you have to follow us on our audio platforms to do all of that. So with that said, it's Friday, TGIF, everyone. And that also means that the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Denver Broncos have finalized their injury reports. If you're someone that was kind of sitting around saying, man, where is Jeff's injury report? It's normally posted by now. I decided to wait until I saw the Broncos report as well. I didn't want to just have who was in, who was out, who was questionable, who was probable. They covered a probable, who was doubtful for the upcoming game. I wanted it to be solidified by both teams leading up to this game at Heinz Field in week two. One o'clock kick Eastern time. Set your alarm clocks accordingly. But... I went and waited and I was like, okay, let's see what this, I think I had an idea as to what the Steelers injury report was going to look like. So just so you know, Friday's practice looked a lot like Thursday's practice. In other words, it was the exact same. Everyone that was on that laundry list from Wednesday was a full participant. So that means that James Connors ankle, no setback. Deontay Johnson's toe, no setback. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's knee, Stefan Tuitt's Achilles, Alejandro Alejandro Villanueva's illness, no setbacks, all full full participants, and all ready to go. No game status. That means they're not listed as questionable. That means they're not listed as doubtful. They're just ready to go. But that does mean that David DeCastro and Stefan Wisniewski are both ruled as out. Now, Stefan Wisniewski, though, Right before the injury report came out, right after practice, the Pittsburgh Steelers made a move, and they took Stefan Wisniewski, who was the starting guard in week one for David DeCastro, and put him on injured reserve. I hope there's not a lot of fans out there that are thinking, oh boy, there goes that. What a waste of a pickup he was. He's done for basically half the year. No. In 2020, because they have these strange, unique, individualized plans just for this year, the Pittsburgh Steelers and every other NFL team can put a player on injured reserve, and it just means they have to sit out the next three games. So Wisniewski's pectoral injury, which is your chest muscle, was not severe enough that he would have been, let's say, like Stefan Tuitt last year. Tuitt last year had to have surgery. He could have actually played in the playoffs last year, just like J.J. Watt did for the Houston Texans last year. Clearly, Wisniewski's injury is not that kind. They didn't shut him down right away. They actually kept him around. But they move him to injured reserve, meaning that he's at least going to be out the next three weeks. And so with that, they take Derwin Gray, 
who is one of those guard tackle offensive linemen, and they promote him to the active roster. So now you have a healthy, your, your line is at least healthy, those that are going to be playing on game day. Whether they're experienced and ready is a different story altogether. But it means that Stefan Wisniewski is out of the, out for this game and the next two weeks at least. And David DeCastro is out again. I, I have a feeling, and this is something Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette said on Twitter earlier, is that they are thinking and hoping that DeCastro will be back next week. So in other words, they would have to just get through this game this Sunday, and then when the Texans come to town, DeCastro should be ready to go and fill in that right guard spot the way he always had as he's an all-pro and a pro bowler. But DeCastro's out. Wisniewski's on IR, so that means he's out, and that's it. What about the Denver Broncos? There are some key pieces there, and you're wondering, what does this mean for their availability? So Mark Barron, yes, Mark Barron, the guy that used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he had signed with the Denver Broncos in case you missed that, and he had had a hamstring injury after week one. Turns out that hamstring injury is going to keep him out. He is ruled out for this game, so no Mark Barron against his former team from 2019. Another player injury that is worth watching would be none other than Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, running back, he gashed the Steelers when they played him a couple years ago. He had a toe injury, not quite turf toe from what I've read, but it's still, anytime you're dealing with a toe, you're dealing with a running back, that can be an issue. He has been ruled out of this game as well. Garrett Bowles, the tackle, with an, he had an elbow injury, is listed as questionable. Tyree Cleveland, wide receiver, he's listed as questionable. Another big name, Cortland Sutton with a shoulder, wide receiver, young, very talented receiver, shoulder injury. He, too, is listed as questionable after being limited the entire week. Other than that, everyone else that was on the Denver Broncos injury report at one point point or another, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, they are all no designation. So, again, Mark Barron, Philip Lindsay are out. Bowles, Cleveland, and Sutton are listed as questionable. Other than that, it's let's line them up and see who wins. Because here we go. Let's talk about fantasy football implications. You look at this game. You look at A.J. Bouye, who I forgot to mention was on injured reserve. He is not going to be playing. That happened earlier in the week. So you look at the Steelers, and you look at the Denver Broncos, and you look at how they match up. And so I like the Broncos' pass rush. I think they're very good. But at the same time, I think that if the Steelers front, if, I'm sorry, if the Broncos front is really good and, and gets after the passer and can stop the run, I think they're weaker in the secondary, especially without a guy like Barron, especially without Bouye and, and players of that ilk. I think that the Steelers, re- they could really spread out the Broncos and really pick them apart and throw the ball to move it. And that means that for fantasy football, you would be smart to keep, pick up some of these Steelers weapons, whether it's Eric Ebron whether it is Chase Claypool, whether it's Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster, you name it, I, I would look into getting them. The only problem I have, and I said this last night on the Steelers preview, is when you're thinking about playing a Pittsburgh Steelers offensive weapon, not named Ben Roethlisberger, is I think that this year, more than almost any other year that I can remember, the Steelers are going to want to spread the ball around. Therefore, since they're going to spread the ball around, you're not going to have that one fantasy player that you're thinking, all right, I'm just going to start this player and we'll be good. I'm just going to start him here. And he's just don't even have to worry about it. It's like when Antonio Brown was in town, Mike Wallace was the same way. You almost knew that even on a bad day, they were going to get you fantasy points that your team needs. 
I'm not sure if that's the case. If Juju Smith-Schuster had two touchdowns in week one, that could be James Washington this week. Or it could be a Deontay Johnson, or it could be Eric Ebron. Heck, it could even be Vance McDonald. As crazy as that sounds, but if he gets two red zone looks and there are two touchdowns, you just, it's very difficult to predict how this offense is going to look. Benny Snell, James Conner. Let's talk about that side of the uh, of the injury report with James Conner being a full participant all week. He's ready to go. It's, what's the division of labor going to look like at running back? I know a lot of Steeler fans went out and they picked up Benny Snell right away off their waiver wire and said, all right, hey, here we go. This is exactly what I should be doing. When in reality, that you're like, oh man, what if Benny Snell doesn't get as many carries because they're going to still give James Conner the ball? Is it going to be 50-50? Is it running back by committee? That's great for the team, but that hurts your fantasy team as fantasy points are at a minimum when that happens, especially when you look down the red zone. Who are they going to put into the red zone? If it's a goal line situation, this Connor, if you start him on your roster, uh, let's say he's like a flex player, does he get pulled off the field and Benny Snell get inserted on goal line? We don't know what that is right now. If it is that way, I would start Benny Snell because if they get in the third and three from the three-yard line, a three, third and goal, from the three, if they're going to put Benny Snell in, you want him on your roster because it's going to eat lead to more touchdowns. But ultimately, even though I said you got to be careful and weary of the Pittsburgh Steelers weapons in terms of your fantasy lineup, I'm also concerned about the pass protection for Roethlisberger with Chooksukor for and Kevin Dotson slated to start here in week two. Chooks, I'm not so worried about because he has had starting experience. He's been there. He's done that. But Dotson, my gosh, this is only his second professional game, and it's going to be his first career start. I mean, think about that. This guy was drafted in the fourth round. He was not even invited to the combine. He didn't even get a combine invitation. And here he is from Louisiana starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers in week two. I don't think anyone saw this happening. It's going to be a trial by fire. I know that tomorrow, Saturday, Jeffrey Benedict did a film room breakdown on all of Dotson's snaps from week one, because remember when Wisniewski went down, it was Dotson that came in. So we actually had some tape on Dotson. Let's see how he did. Make sure you check out that article on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I can't stress this enough. Dave Schofield, myself, Brian Anthony Davis, we have always said that we want BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and our podcast platform to be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. We want you to come to us before you go somewhere else. Come to us before you go to ESPN. Come to us before you go to Steelers Nation Radio. Come to us before you go to anywhere else. We want you to trust us enough that we are your first and only stop for Steelers news and Steelers content. And although I know we're not there yet, I feel like we're getting close. The podcast platform is really booming. I mean, has taken off like a rocket ship the last two months. And we thank you, listener, for that. Because if you weren't consuming the content, we wouldn't be putting it out there. But you are, and we appreciate that. And our website has been churning out views. Really, I haven't seen it like this in a long time. People are excited, and we are excited too. This is a fan-driven site. So yeah, we don't have to hide our fanhood. You've all seen it. You've seen the beat reporters that have to kind of keep things hidden. They grew up in Pittsburgh. I'm sure they're Steeler fans. They want the team to succeed, but they can't openly say that. We can. It's a fan-driven site, and we hope that you, the fan, enjoy it as much as we do putting out that content. So with that said, make sure you check out the Steelers pregame that's going to be going up tomorrow, Saturday, as well as Touchdown Under with our blokes from Down Under, as well as the Steelers brunch with Tony. And then on Sunday, you have the pregame in the morning 
We'll have the post game after the game. And then I'll be back with you on Monday for another episode of Let's Ride. That's going to be my first post game Let's Ride. I'm really excited for that. You might just hear me go off on a bunch of tangents, but you know what? That makes for good radio. That's what they say, at least. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you back at some point. I'm all over the place. In the meantime, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Here we go.